Hello and welcome back to the Market 5 Podcast. Is this the second episode in a week? Who are we? We get a medal. Do we have a sponsorship yet? I know we're talking nope, about that. Not on yet. So sponsorship is still open. <laughs> I don't know why oh I just God. thought of something, but remember we were talking to our friends on Marco Polo. By the way, if you haven't downloaded the app, for some reason it's really fun. But we were talking about ketchup. What if Heinz? Heinz ketchup. <laughs> Well, remember before back in 2022 when we were like trying to get uh, like biscuits to sponsor us or we were talking about like biscuits and gravy and like dumb stuff like. I mean, hey, you know, as long as it's brand aligned, I love biscuits and gravy. And, <laughs> that and is Jill, so aligned. And, and Jill loves ketchup. Because so. yeah. um, who was it? That is it Sarah Blakely who she had like the things that people equate with her? Yeah, it's like her mugs. Uh-huh. And um, I can't remember what else, but I remember specifically it's her mugs. Because like, I remember for a while people were like, I, a couple of people were like, oh, going to get biscuits and gravy. Like it was just like this <laughs> ongoing running joke. But hey, you know, if you want to build a brand whatever you know like if you have a favorite thing like joe was saying she had a favorite mug or there's something you have no idea how much brand building that does because people will start to tag you that is a completely separate topic <laughs> yeah that i mean it kind of makes sense in this like uh but today we're going to talk about i cannot talk today we're going to cover this interesting topic that i thought was really good was you know how to be seen as an expert or an authority in your specific niche, which I think a lot of people are striving to do, especially with personal brand still being at the forefront with solopreneurs, even larger companies, you know, like having the CEO or the founder present is really crucial. That's, you know, what millennial and Gen Z want to see. But we thought we'd break down kind of like, if you're not sure where to start, where you can get going so that you can position yourself as an expert or authority in your industry. Yeah, I think for a lot of people it's really difficult because they see bigger creators maybe in their niche and they're like, how do I even compare to someone who has 100,000, 200,000, you know, 300,000 followers? Who's going to see me as an expert when I only have 900 followers or I just started my business? And there really are ways that you can establish yourself as an expert even if you're a brand new business owner. And so I know that this is a really common question we get asked and something that's a real struggle as more and more people, you know, become content creators, there's more content being pushed out on, you know, the various platforms. And so we just really wanted to give you three really great ways for you to be able to establish yourself as an authority. And none of these have to do with how many followers you have or anything like that. There's something that if you're a brand new business owner today, you can do all three of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that it's easy to get caught up in comparison, but you have to realize that some some people have the following they have because they started, you know, back in the day when Instagram was the Wild West or they built something on TikTok when it was organic and then brought it over or they were the first to do something. So I I would just take that as a caveat when, or just take that into account when you're doing any kind of research. And if you get into the comparison game, because I know I've been there, it happens to me. It struck me recently. It doesn't matter what level you're at. Comparison can creep in, but that's a whole other whole other subject which might be good if you guys think that would be probably a good, be a good podcast i think that would be a good podcast let us know but what we've noticed like in our journey that's been really helpful and helping us really be seen as an expert is to create problem solution content yeah and i think that what i'm seeing a lot of is everybody's creating 
tip content or in stuff like that. And while that content is useful, the problem is, is it's everywhere. And so the more that people see that type of content, the more, I don't want to say desensitized, but the more, the less impact it has, Mm -hmm. you know, if it was just one person posting, you know, here's, you know, 30 story ideas for Instagram, everyone would be like, wow, like, thank you so much for these 30 stories. But you know, you scroll through your feed and if you follow more than, you know, five or six social media people, you might see that same post over the course of a week or two, 10, 12, 15 times. And so it doesn't have the exact impact that I think is intended. But when you create things like problem solution content, these are problems that either say you had or a client of yours had, or as a business owner, you had. So, you know, if you run a makeup brand, you know, Hey, I created this you know, foundation because I had this problem where I couldn't find a foundation that wouldn't make me break out. And so here was the solution. I created this product that is so much more powerful than saying, Oh, three tips to finding the perfect foundation for you. Like that's very generic. People aren't really sure even if that's really for them, but someone who's struggling then to find the right foundation and may have the same problem as you. And you just shared that problem solution content. That's much more impactful and much more likely to get them to like the post engage, share it, follow up with you about that product and ultimately buy. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important too, that you're sharing with proof and not proof that some people put, but like show actual proof, like screenshots and like with messages, like if somebody messages you leave their face, like show that it's real. I think that's one of my pet peeves is like when you see these like DMS of like, thinking or like DMS of results. And I'm like, okay, but I want to see like, who is this actual person? Like, I want to know, like, is this the real thing? And I know when you're starting out, that might be really difficult. So you might be just relying on, you know, showing your own results. And then when you start working with other people, then you can share their results. But I think that's, that really establishes you as an authority because I think it's hard for people to realize that what you can do for yourself is sometimes extremely hard to duplicate with someone else. And I think when you can have somebody else get the same results, that's what really elevates you as an authority because a lot of people can do it. They can't necessarily teach it. Yes. And I'll even give the example of the 30 or the 20 Instagram story ideas. Okay. So I used it as a tip. Well, here's a problem solution. My client, Mary, had trouble being consistent when it came to Instagram stories. She knew that that was a great place for her to get leads for her business, but she couldn't figure out a strategy to be able to post on a consistent basis. So what we did is we figured out Monday would be this day, Tuesday would be this day, Wednesday would be this day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. And then what we did is, and then you take those 20 ideas, categorize them, and then put them in. See how much different that is than just saying, hey, here's 20 tips. Like you actually showed how to apply it to someone that was having a problem. And that could even be yourself. I could be like, hey, we're Michael and Joe. Like we're the most inconsistent people on stories in the world. But we were able to find a strategy that really, really worked for us. And what we did is Monday, we realized we're going to do personal um, content from our weekend. Tuesday, we were going to share um, you know, about a client result. Wednesday, we were going to share about a, a transformation. And then you take those 20 ideas and then you put them into there. So you're using the same content, but you're sharing it in a way where there was someone that had a problem, you or somebody else, 
you used that content and showed how it solved that problem. And that's so much more impactful than just saying, hey, here's 20 story ideas, like go nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, yeah, just having that proof is what's going to make you stand out over the competition. Because there are people that are emotional buyers that will just buy right on the site, right on site, because they feel, you know, that emotional connection, it feels right. But this is for the buyers who need a little bit more research, they need a little bit more proof, a little bit, they just need more tangible stuff that they can see before they invest. So this helps people feel comfortable investing in you because then they can see like, okay, this person got these results. I can see their face. I can see their name. Like if I really wanted to reach out, I could. So I think that that's important to have for sure. Well, I mean, think about it. How often do you go to Amazon and look at the reviews? Oh, 100%. How often do you go to Yelp? Like, so it's obvious that people want to see some sort of proof, review, Outside testimonial, opinion, whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever you want. And so I think that the more that you can gather of that, especially when you have client, like we always tell our clients, like, hey, if you know, you, anybody ever like texts you or DMs you like that they got results or that they loved your product or, you know, whether it's a product-based business or service-based business, like screenshot that and immediately send it to us. Because as an agency, like we want to put that content on social media because we just know that that's going to bring even more traffic and purchases to your product or service. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The next step in, you know, creating this <laughs> words. The next step in you like really creating you being an expert, that is just so how, you know, how to be seen as an expert. There we go. Is uh consistency. And I know you're probably rolling your eyes right now and you're like that is the lamest thing ever, consistency, but it's extremely true. People who are consistent who are showing up every single day in some sort of capacity shows that they're serious. I mean, this just is just speaking from like being a human. Like if I see that somebody is posting every day, I'm like, dang, they're committed. Like they really believe in what they do. They must be organized in some way to do that. And it just, it builds that authority that like they know what they're doing and they have that capacity to show up every day. Well, remember I had my shower thought and this actually applies to here. <laughs> also, there's a great Reddit thing called shower thoughts and it's just got like 10 the out most of 10 recommend. highly recommend. But remember I was like, okay, so say, cause there was a person that we were following who hadn't posted, in, I think eight or nine days. The problem you don't realize is that you don't post in eight or nine days, but hi, people don't stop consuming content for eight or nine days just because you disappear. Like, it's great that you think people care about you that much, but honestly, like people are still going on their phone every single day. So what happens is if you were at the top of someone's Instagram feed and you disappeared for nine days and they just kept engaging for those nine days, your post is getting pushed down further and further and further until they might not even see it anymore because those nine days they spent engaging with other people who do what it is that you do because those people showed up. And like Jill said, it just shows to me, it shows someone who also cares about their audience because if you're running your Instagram as a business, it's not really for you. It's for the people that you serve. If you have a personal one, that's for you. That's for the pet pictures, like the food that you like, all that good stuff. But if it's a business Instagram, then that's for the people that you serve. And just like you would serve anybody at anything else. The more you show up, the more people feel like you care about them. And so that's why we continue to talk about consistency. And it's not just from 
a posting perspective or a podcast perspective, which I know we're trying to get better. We got this though. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's also from something like a branding perspective. And so, you know, if someone goes from your Instagram to your website or from your podcast to your website or from your blog to your Instagram to your Pinterest, does it look like the same person? Because that builds that authority when they realize that all of those things together are on brand and that feel like they're still the same, you know, tone and things like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And also this comes down to your branding as well as consistency in posting, consistency in your branding. Your branding is that first representation of who you are in a visual aspect. And you want to be sure that you're communicating in your branding the same thing that you're communicating when you're on a video. You know, what is the what is the vibe? What are the emotions? What is what are people feeling when they see your branding? Plus, when you have something that is uniform, that looks like you put a little bit of effort into it, that gives people ease in knowing that like, okay, this person is a professional, this person is legit, and they care a lot. And a, I'm sorry, but the human and the human race is dumb in this aspect, they care about appearances and branding is something that aids in that decision making of like, do I want to go with this person that looks like more uniform, they look more professional, or this person that's just kind of posting whatever, that's like posting about their cat and then about their offer, which don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that if it's intentional, but if it's not intentional, it just looks like a personal account, people are gonna be like, eh, I don't know how serious they are, I don't know how comfortable I feel investing my money with this person. You can definitely tell too, I feel like, if you're on social media <laughs> long enough when you go to someone's profile, and you can tell that they take their branding and professionality seriously mm -hmm. as opposed to someone that's kind of like uh, sort of thing. And you may not think, like Jill said, that people notice that or care about that, but they do. And especially if you're someone who now if you're someone who sells like a three dollar product or something, you can probably get away with that. But as someone who runs an agency and like a high ticket coaching business as well. You know, we're talking about five, 10, 15, 20, 25,000, like depending on what someone wants. And so um, the higher the ticket offer, the more people are going to expect of, you know, the authoritativeness, the problem solution content, all of that kind of stuff. Because if you're asking someone to spend five to $10,000, you're asking a lot more of them than five to $10. And so I think really understanding that consistency does matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the last uh, point of this is collaboration and networking with other authoritative people within your niche or that, you know, have a nice mirror to your niche. It's really yes. important. And like I was saying at the beginning, this is stuff you can do right away. So say you're a social media manager and you're just starting out. Michael, what would you suggest I do? Because I want to network with some like really big people. I would go find these big people, see where you see a need of theirs. Maybe their reels aren't cut as well as they could be. Maybe they don't have any sort of uh, branding on their graphic templates. And here's what people do to us all the time that like drives me crazy. They'll DM us and say like, hey, like what do you need or do you need help? Or like you look like you could use this help even though like we don't need that help. It's just a very copy paste. Just do the work. Don't ask them what they need because then now... Um, I can't remember who said it in a podcast. It's like, now you're asking me to do work that you're going to do work yeah. of. And it's like, Alex just do that's right. Thank you. Um, and so if you see that they need like reels, go to their YouTube channel, cut some reels from their YouTube video, and then just DM them and say, Hey, 
wanting to send these over to you. I cut 10 reels off of your YouTube video. Thought you could use these for your Instagram channel. Like that person's going to be so grateful that either number one, they're just going to build a relationship with you and start a back and forth. Or number two, they'll give you some sort of knowledge feedback or something like that that will help you in your journey. So you don't have to wait to collaborate and network with other authoritative people. Obviously it's easier the bigger you get because you have something to give, whether it's audience following or, or something like that. But you can do that as a brand new business owner today. Yeah. And I think collaboration is important because it helps you, it helps you serve somebody else's community while, you know, you're getting a chance to tap into that community as well. And then vice versa, this other person is getting a chance to serve and tap into your community. So you've just, you know, doubled or tripled or whatever the community of people that you've reached just by collaborating with someone. And I think it's just important to remember that collaboration is so much more, uh, prosperous than uh, competition. And when people see you as competition, like that's a red flag because it's like they're, it's just not a good colleague and somebody who's going to like support you along the way. When you find people that you can really collaborate with, um, that's when like true magic happens because you never know, like there might be somebody in your audience that, you know, needs their help and vice versa. It's just, it's more of coming from an abundance place. And I think people are more attracted to that and see you as an authority because you're willing to like work with other people. And it's like, Oh, if one succeeds, we all succeed. Like let's work together instead of like competition is coming from lack. And you're, you know, if you're hoarding what you have, you, then you might be holding back your people from getting the breakthrough that they need because you might not be for everyone and people might be following you and not really getting what they need from you, but the collaboration might open the door for them uh, to this other person and vice versa. So I think if you can think of like money in that aspect and like landing clients in that aspect, I think it just creates more abundance in your life and more of just like, you know, everybody's succeeding in, in that aspect. There isn't really competition because if there was, Oh, where did I read this? If there was competition, I can't remember how the saying goes. I'll have to find it. I think Brendan Bouchard said something like this. It was like, if there really was scarcity, like you would know it or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like as long as somebody has a problem that you have the solution to, there's no competition because then if there was competition, everyone would be fighting for that one person. But if you really think about it, there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that have that problem who still have yet to be served. And so there's really never going to be a scarcity of people. And just like Jill said, like thinking abundantly that there are people. And even if someone quote unquote, like has the same like coach, even if they're a mindset coach and you're a mindset coach, or even if we're a digital marketing agency and someone else is a digital marketing agency, like we don't do things the same way. And so they'll fit other people or they'll fit ideal clients in a different type of way. And so we may not be the right person. We've actually even said on calls like, hey, we don't think we're the right you know, agency for you. Like you might try this person. Like, And then we'll even like DM that person and be like, hey, just to let you know we're passing someone your way. Mm -hmm. Because when you do things like that, then when that other person feels like someone might be a fit for you, what do you think they're going to do? Pass that person your way. Yeah. And so you just have to shift the way you think about 
collaboration versus competition versus scarcity versus abundance. And Mm -hmm. I would like to sit here and tell you that that's a very, very easy thing. The harder it's harder when you're not winning or you feel like you're not winning like you should. But if you can just do the right things, no matter what's happening, whether it's an uptime or a downtime, you just build that muscle of always doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And then you start to see a lot more ups than you do downs. Mm -hmm. We should save this for another podcast too, because I think this is a good topic that a lot of people struggle with that a lot of people would enjoy. And um, the other thing with, you know, aligning yourself with people who are also authoritative, it helps you, it helps elevate you as well. Like when you're all working together, you kind of elevate each other. So I, I would just remember that, like just align yourself with people who, one, have the same values as you, and that two, you know, you guys are, authoritative in the sense of those values. Do you like to serve people? Do you like to do, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever that is. But when you align yourself with people who are more of an authority, it raises you as well. So Mm -hmm. never be afraid to collaborate. And even if that looks like, you know, giving away something for free Mm -hmm. or, you know, doing something for free, like it's going to benefit you in the long run. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole thing of why masterminds are so great and why people say, don't be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. You want to, you want people around you who challenge you, who elevate you. Obviously these are in positive ways, but challenge you, elevate you, pull you to want to be better at your craft so that you can ultimately become a better business owner, a better entrepreneur and more successful. So I'll just kind of hit on those points really quick. You know, how to be seen as an expert, obviously, number one, create problem solution content. The more proof you can show um, with either clients or even in your own personal life, the better. Number two, make sure that you have consistency, whether it's in your scheduling, you know, social media content, your branding, the way you show up, all of those things do ultimately matter. And then number three, look to collaborate with other authoritative people uh, because then you glean off each other, you grow with each other, and that really helps establish you as an authority and an expert as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening today. Uh, I hope we hope we found we hope you found this helpful. Words are hard today. Uh, We hope you found this helpful and that, you know, gave you some insight and how you can start to elevate yourself as an authority in your industry. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Jill did something on Tuesday with the podcast and she just randomly did it. And then after we shut it off, she was like, we should make this like a thing where we like shout out a creator that we really like. And I was like, okay, because we're always about like, yeah, we have stuff to offer, but there's so many other creators and people who are really great at what they do. And so any chance for people to be able to find these other creators, help people find people that can help them, um, you know, with whatever aspect it is that they teach. And so I'm going to shout out a personal friend um, from way back in the clubhouse days, Monty, our good friend, his uh, handle is at Monty Lands, so M-O-N-T-Y-L-A-N-S. Um, the funniest dude you will probably find on Instagram. His mm-hmm. reels are some of the most innovative, hilarious. Like, if you want to see someone who really puts time and effort into creating content, he's your guy. So uh, yeah. just wanted to shout him out because, yeah, he makes some of the coolest content. On yeah. Instagram. One of the, one of the, so Monty's always been so innovative. And one of the things that I thought was so genius was um, we were in a clubhouse room and he was getting fired up and he was like, y'all, I need to get out my tripod. I need to dance. And he was like, you need to come over to Instagram and see my live so you can see me dance. 
And while I was cracking up, I thought that was so innovative and smart. So um, yeah, please check out Monty. He's an amazing person, amazing creator, super good at what he does. And at the end of every podcast, we're going to do a creator shout out. So because why not spread the love, you know? So if you want to be shouted out on our podcast, just leave a review down below wherever you're listening to this please subs- please subscribe we would love for you to subscribe but that doesn't qualify you to be a shout out like yeah and put just- your put your instagram handle uh-huh. um we obviously know this is why building a network is great too we know already just from being in business for four years and on instagram for four years a lot of creators but um yeah like jill said we would love to shout you out because um we have gotten to a place where we don't operate in scarcity it's in abundance and if you're creating you're creating great content if you've got a great product or service to offer people that um people need we would love to just shout you out so. yeah absolutely but don't forget to subscribe review it and then you can always come and hang out with us on instagram at michael and jill or the market vibe and we will see you next week okay bye guys bye.